Hello and welcome to today's issue of Chapter by Chapter. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is Steve. Say hi, Steve. I am your other host, Steve. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're Chapter by Chapter and we're going into Chapter 33 of Eye of the World. Uh, or 32, I believe. Uh, 32. Four Don't make that mistake again. I know. People are going to call me out on the internet. I'm going like to shit. in real life <laughs> over the internet. Because we don't see each other in real life anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, Four Kings and Shadow. Uh, we're picking up pretty much still. We're still on the magic mystery Rand and Matt tour. As they bop from. Yeah, magic little... mystery random Matt tour is what we're magic, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> magic mystery random Matt tour. They bop from little town from town. Uh, sometimes playing. Sometimes sleeping in farmers' houses. Uh, they're pretty good at the whole like uh, Gleeman thing now. Yeah, like they're making they're making some dough. They're finding some places to stay, to stay, but it leads them all up to this place called Four Kings. And Four Kings is just another town that's on the Camelon Road on on the way. And just like every other town on the way to Camelon Road, it's basically just a small like hamlet that is really just a wayfaring place for uh, travelers or farmers. Like, yeah, like the roads the road goes right through these towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like what's what's a Canadian equivalent? The uh the Transcan Highway. It's sure. Transcan it's Transcan Highway. Oh totally. All the way to Cam- Yeah. All the way to Camelin. And everyone knows what you're talking about. <laughs> yep. So they get to this town and apart from like every other town that they have been through like have you noticed that robert jordan kind of like he places a idealized sense of of villages you know we've seen it in emmons field we've seen it in mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. what's it what the what's the wolf pack the 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 tuathon the tuathon the tuathon the tankers yeah 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 there's there's this idealized notion of village life you know and it's kind of it's kind of represented a little there bit. There is, yeah, like a simplistic sort of uh, the simple things in life. Well, yeah. Why are you trying to take that away from them? I'm not trying to. I'm just saying. But as they get to when they get to Four Kings, they realize like Robert Jordan kind of like frames this place as not one of those things. It's immediately <clears throat> dirtier, grungier. A little rougher uh, around the edges. Rougher around the edges. This is a this is a far more of a blue collar. Definitely crowd. a higher STD rate <laughs> in this particular village. You know, I was just gonna call roof. them. I was just gonna call them Bruce Springsteen fans, but uh, you do you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna now refer to this place as the as Boss Town. As <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boss but the um, the inn they actually make their way to in Four Kings is called the Dancing Cartman. Oh, so how yeah, about yeah. That? So you had probably the same image in my head of Cartman in South Park movie doing Cal's mom's Just a bitch dancing around. <laughs> no, I don't know. I was very. I don't know what really the Dancing Cartman. Like what is? I, listen, I don't know. Look, yeah, look. If you've all the end names in this book so far is like it's the something something, you know, like it's yeah. the it's it's the queen's it's the queen's rattle, it is the it's the glee man's pants, 
That's what real bars are like, Will. Look at any, the name of any real bar. I know. I know. It's really simple to name a bar. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's got a couple nouns. A couple nouns. And then you're throwing an ampersand in between them. Boom. The Ninja's Dagger. Ooh, yep. That'd be a sweet bar. I go to Ninja's Dagger all the time. Um, the Dog's Trumpet. There we go. Mm. <laughs> you man. Actually. That actually maybe sounds like something else. <laughs> so they go through all of these bars in uh in uh, Four Kings. They're 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 hopping from end to end to end, kind of find a place that they feel kind of comfortable staying at. And like I said, this place is just rough. They everywhere they go, they just like they see people are just meaner to each other. There's not really this lax nature that other villages. So all the guys looking at you going. Bah. there's no they've they haven't said a syllable in their life it's all just growling grunts yeah so they get to this uh they get to one of the inns uh i think yeah the dancing it's a dancing carmen yeah they get to one of these inns and they're like they do their spiel where they're where Rand is like, we're a Hello, of sirs. We are just humble gleemen here to play our lutes and flutes. Yeah. Do, 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 do. And for a night's f- rest and and food, please. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting pretty good at that, too. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, one of the first things that they notice as they enter the uh, the, the, the Flying Dutchman or whatever. Um, the Dancy Dutchman. The Dancy Carbon. <laughs> um is that the the innkeep is the skinny wiry wiry sort of um gray joy looking <laughs> and remember they're very used to <clears throat> uh innkeepers all looking exactly the same and being big big round, round tough guys big mustaches that twirl at the ends uh always funny yep you know kind of like chef Boyardee. Except it, it's all Chef Boyardee. That's all. That's what you have to end all these ends. And this guy's not this. This guy is the janitor from Harry Potter. He's just ugly. He's an ugly guy. Well, hey, we all have different tastes. I quite, <laughs> I find that man quite lovable. <laughs> he, no, Cuddle, he's not cuddle, cuddleable. He's. Not. I want to cuddle him. You don't. You don't want to cuddle this guy. You don't want to do that. This guy, like you, like you said, like most people in Boss Town. STD. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> so they do their spiel, and uh, I think his name is uh, Hake. Ha- Her- ha- Hake. 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 Hake's his name. Sa- Samuel Hake. I think that's his name. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. And um, He's he's like I'm not gonna pay you. You have to like you can get like some. We can give you some pallets to sleep on and some food. Yeah. He's but... like I can get drunk Jim to sing those songs that you guys are willing to sing. <laughs> and they're like drunk Jim's drunk. And he's like, yeah, but like, hey man, that's what we got around here for a gleeman. Well, right? there's there's that uh, servant that uh, comes up and she's like, no, screw drunk Jim. Like these guys look like they know what they're doing. Why don't we have them play and she he fucking hits her he's bats like, her down how about no <laughs> yeah. and, and her all her shit falls off her plate and he's like you're gonna pay for that too like this guy is not it's friendly rough. no so 
I think they just they kind of resolve to playing to this crowd because like how many other ends are you going to go to where it's pretty much the same thing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they start playing and uh, they're crushing it. But that's because their uh, crowd's not that hard to please. Apparently, it, like even yeah, I mean, uh, they got a drunk, old drunk Jim playing most of the time. <laughs> yeah, so, you, yeah. Know, you come in there and you even though they can't their rendition of it isn't perfect. They drop mm-hmm. a little black hole sun and that shit oh, yeah. blows minds. Look, it's also boss town, man. You got to get uh, blinded by the light. Mm-hmm. Born in the USA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, of um, all of them. And they play for like two hours. I think that was uh, something that I, that, that was in the chapter is that they played for like two hours straight. But during that time, they're like looking at the crowd. People are coming in. They're holding, they're holding the crowd. It's interesting. And people are getting drunk and rowdy and that's all well and good. That's what, that's what this Hake guy wants from the people. From yeah. from, from these guys. They, he wants he wants a party. So totally get that. But as they're noticing as they're playing, they're they notice this guy that's in the crowd that's got like crazy rings on and like a he's like fi- wearing all velvet. It's all velvet. He does not look like he's just a regular guy that lives in this area. Cause like I said, these are all like farmers or like farm hands. Or just like just blue collar type, so rough around the edges, guys. But here comes this guy, and he's slinging bling, man. And he just happens to be dressed like a necromancer. <laughs> and uh, they, after the two hours they play, they get to, they get to the bar so they can have some have some have some stew. And that's another thing. It's like, can you imagine how great it would be to have some stew in you after like literally like. Two months of just bread and cheese. Of just yeah, just garbage. Oh, and a lot man. of the food they were probably eating when they were at sea wasn't great. These guys are probably so gaunt right now. Just like oh, yeah. and like I I don't know how Real they're gross. still walking at this point because I'd be done. Well, it's but probably they, magic. It's probably magic. Um, they see that guy. They go to the bar after their two hour like set. I guess. Um, and they start overhearing the servants talking and they're, t- they're kind of talking about, they're talking about that dude, the guy that's all in bling. Yeah. And they mentioned that he went from bar to bar to bar and like he would walk in and then walk out and go to the next bar. And it wasn't like, it was obvious. It's obvious that he's looking for somebody. I think that was their point that they were getting at because it was raining out. It's still raining out and he was looking for them. And finally he came to this bar and he sat there and, he and now he's guys. staying. Yeah. So Rand takes notice of this conversation. He's like, I got to check it out. So he goes outside and he finds like a, like a carriage with a, a name printed on it. And he makes a, he drew, drew the connection that the last time he saw something like this was back at Whitebridge. <coughs> Did you go back to the chapter at all to go? Cause I think I kind of remember that he saw a carriage in Whitebridge, but I don't know no. if the name was written out. I do remember that bit just a little bit. Um, his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember that dude's name. It's Harold Gold or something like that. It's Howell Gold. Howell Gold. Yeah. Howell. Like, Howell. Howell. But with an A in there. Howell. Howell. This is a dumb oh name. Oh <laughs> We're going to just call him Goad. Um, but yeah, I th- I feel like I remember that name, or at least the the conversation or the the passage about a cart. 
and noticing letters on a cart because Rand makes that thought like, oh, wow, only rich people can have a name on a cart, hmm. which is, uh, that's ridiculous. You can paint your name you on a cart. Just, just carve it in. <laughs> you just carve it in. To Any a rich old man's guy. cart. <laughs> Whoa, these guys have their names on it. Wow. He goes, checks it out, and he makes that connection that he's like, okay, maybe this thing is from Whitebridge. And he's about to turn back and he's cornered by one of the bouncers. One of uh, the bouncers. The bouncers. I, I was gonna. I'm trying to think the dude's name again. What was his name? The the bar. Uh, <clears throat> Samuel Hake. He's like these guys are yeah. like thugs of Samuel Hake, right? And well, Hake, uh, so Hake is the innkeeper, and the two bouncers are Jack and Strom. Yeah, Jack and Strom. And I mean, Strom is a great name for a bouncer. <laughs> oh my setting. god. <laughs> I would, if I was a bouncer, I would change my name to Strom, yeah, just to sound I mean, tougher. Actually, name. I kind of just want to do it in general. <laughs> that you get a pay raise when you, na- you name yourself Strom and you're a bouncer. So oh, throughout, yeah. so throughout the night, like even when Rand met uh, Hake, Hake was always looking at their stuff. Like even during their set, he's like very staring. interested in them doesn't take his eyes off him doesn't take his eye off. he's just interested in their stuff and like Rand makes that connection like as soon as this guy gets a chance he's gonna rob us so like because they got tom stuff they Tom's got, Tom got nice stuff. stuff they got a they got a sword that doesn't mean anything definitely definitely doesn't um, mean anything they got a uh a dagger from a forgotten city with like crazy which also jewelry doesn't on. definitely doesn't mean anything nothing it's not worth anything at all no. um <laughs> it's just made of rubies and it's part of a prophecy. But aside from that, <laughs> doesn't mean anything. So, uh, Hake has been eyeing that stuff all night and he knows that if the, he gets a chance, he's going to take it. So even when they get off the stage, they take all their stuff with them. Like they don't leave anything behind or anything like that. Smart move. So, so getting cornered by Jack in an alley like this, he's like, whoa man what do you want and it's the the conversation is not really worth anything it's all it kind of amounts to is i think jack is just going watch your back or something like that you know what i mean like it, it feels like a threatening conversation but i don't think it really means anything oh he's like it's kind of like a bet like where you like he was talking like where are you guys from uh strom and i have a bet or something like that so Jack kind of like, or Jay, yeah, Jack, uh, he's, he, there's no good signs coming from this guy. So Rand <laughs> kind of like squeezes by him and gets back to his friend and starts relaying all the information that he got from looking at the cart. Um, they get back on stage and they start playing. And sure enough, Goad is back in front of them, watching them intently. And I think there's a point where, Rand almost, or not Rand, uh, Matt almost reaches for his dagger. Like, whenever he gets, like, this weird dark friend feeling, he just goes for he the goes dagger. He goes for that dagger, hand on the dagger. Yeah, it's very much like a Lord of the Rings. Like, it's it's very much like wearing the ring, where, like, a ring rate's nearby, and you're just, just tempted by it, and he just, like, wants to pull it out. So, I wonder if that dagger is more like a... It's, it's like a... Uh, like a ring effect, you know, it's he's addicted to the power of it and being around. Is it though? Or is that just. Why else wouldn't it be in a prophecy? You know, that's, that's what I'm kind of. A lot of things are in the prophecy. 
I know. And there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of book to get through to find out all that stuff out, but I'm getting the sense that this is kind of this dagger is connected to the dark, to a dark power in some sense. And he's, he's constantly reaching for it whenever he feels dark friends around, you know, I don't know if that means he's threatening them, but he, I think it's just because it's a dagger and he's going to stab them with it. I feel like there's a little more magic involved. Well, we're going to find out. I think there's a little more magic. So they finished up their set and that part of the deal was that to, for them to stay on just pallets, wooden pallets, was that they're going to play till literally the last man leaves the leaves the end. They got to empty the house. They got to empty, empty the, the house. Luckily, in my experience as a musician, uh, that can come really early. <laughs> Not a hard thing to do. <laughs> Not a hard thing to do. <laughs> so, uh, the surprisingly enough, it's Goad, the uh, the guy with the carriage, is the last guy to leave. And he's been there the whole night smiling. Surpri- oh, surprisingly. Yeah. Sub- smiling his sneaky smile and kind of making plots over there and being all plotty and stuff. And he goes up and goes to his bed. And then uh, Hake and the two bouncers, they're like, okay, we'll take you to your rooms. And the whole process of going to their rooms is like, they don't feel comfortable because they just get get put back and further, further, further back at the inn in this dark place that, had, <laughs> that they think that they're just going to rob them. But to their surprise, they walk away. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, there's no real exchange, but they're like, well, yeah, they show them where, yeah, they show them where they're going to sleep. But even then, and then they, they do leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, they get in the room and Ren bars up the door and everything and then quickly realizes that all the windows in the room are also barred. So, like, even if they wanted to leave, they can't get out now. They can't go nowhere. And they just lock themselves out from the other side. And yeah. it's at that moment where I think they're, like, about to turn in, about to get themselves ready to sleep, where they hear a knock on the door. Is it a knock or do they just hear foot, footsteps? Can't remember. That's a, that's a detail that doesn't matter. But doesn't matter. They they hear Harold Gold or Harold. They hear Goad on the on the other side. Yeah, and he's and, trying to get in the room. Yeah, he's trying to get in the room, and he's like almost bartering with them, and it becomes obvious. He even like admits that like you're part of the Dark One's plan. He's, well, yeah, at well this point, be- he, it's clear he's a dark friend. He's basically saying to give in to submit themselves to the to the Dark One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and, in a Scooby Doo uh, villain sort of thing, just yeah, oh, total Scooby Doo villain. I'm a dark friend. Nah. Just trying to bash the door down. Um, yeah. and then at the same time, uh, lightning blasts. Well, there's a whole happens. There's this whole bit that happens where Rand is just like getting more and more worked up. He's just like, "There's no way out. There's nothing. There's nothing we can do. There's no way out. There's no way out." And then, like a flash of lightning comes and hits the wall and explodes explodes yeah. it which is like definitely has nothing to do with rand Mm-mm, oh yeah none. there's no <laughs> way that rand channeled that lightning down to help him escape has nothing to do with him no way and uh it kind of knocks him out and it blinds matt as well yeah but uh immediately as... <laughs> <laughs> my eyes no um yeah, knocks, uh, blows the door open, and they don't hear Goad. They also, before the lightning strikes, they think that they can hear like other people 
like it's a gang out there ready to come in um yeah like a mob and, and a mob all with pitchforks and fiery sticks taking them to that Some dark call them torches <laughs> um so i guess safe to say that Rand can channel Rand has channeling powers definitely yeah like i think so like he can he can summon lightning like that's cool that's gonna come in handy It's definitely going to come in handy. It just did come in handy. Yeah. But I think that's the case. I, I think we'll have further evidence towards that in the next chapter. Yeah. As well. Yeah. And essentially, after the they break the hole open, they bail. They just start running. And uh, the, last, the last little thing that they see behind them is a silhouetted character out of the hole uh, that they blew out of, shaking his fist in the air. Oh, yeah. damn. And that's it. Damn you, meddling kids. Damn you, meddling kids. This is the second. This is the second time this week. Yeah, this was um This was an alright chapter. I it's long, but um I you know, like nothing's wrong with a lightning blast every once in a while. Yeah, it was sort of a little bit of action at the end there, but I mean, it I was like long, but you know. I like the uh, just the, the 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 tour, the little like the, just hit, finding little places to play, you know, where you can earn a little bit cash everywhere That's you right. go. They're on just that place. little tour, Cameron Road great. tour, the Camelin Road tour. Oh, that's a, that's right. that is a that's Camelin a that's Road a, World tour. That is Except a it's band not world tour. It's just Camelin Road. The Camelin Road, love it. Uh, yep. So that wraps up everything for chapter 32, and uh, we'll be back with chapter 33 tomorrow for The Dark Awaits. Ooh.